Welcome to the things we don't want to talk about. A podcast for the voice for the unheard, hope for the hopeless, and the it to keep you pushing through life authentically, unapologetically, while being true to yourself. Hello, everyone. Welcome to a new episode of The Things We Do Not Want to Talk About. Today is a great day. I have a special guest today. Okay, the Kobe and Shaq. Okay, I have the I have DJG, um, the engineer, the one audio wave network. I'm, first of all, I'm so excited. I'm honored, I feel like, because I'm just going back to my days with the Millennial Wind Down and Absolutely. being in the podcast room and just creating that space. And now I'm here with him actually doing an episode. You know what's crazy? Like, I remember you used to um, pull up to the studio first yeah. <laughs> and always parking handicapped. Yes, and now I'm, like, always late. And I <laughs> Like, now I'm, like, late, like, almost every time. Like, even if it's, like, for two minutes, I'm late. Um, so that's so funny. So I feel like now it's, like, just knowing we're here and just the growth. I'm really mm-hmm. excited. No, that's amazing. It's like um, this is one of my favorite podcasts to produce. So it's just it's it's a real vibe and privilege to be, to be on here. And I think I'm the first male guest you've ever had. You are. Okay. Oh my god! If we were in the back, JG would do the hand class okay. when he edits Listen, it. He's going to. I'm them. putting all that in there. <laughs> so this is why I didn't think about that. That's really dope. And mm-hmm. I think it is my second guest for this season. I think I'm gonna have yeah. another guest. I'm gonna try to have one. Okay. And this is the eighth episode. So we got two more for this season that will be ending. And I will probably take a break after um this season, but then I'm gonna come back with my season three. So I'm really excited. Season three gonna be about. I, I think it is. I think I'm gonna do that one like in the beginning of 23. Like I'm gonna just okay. like really start it strong. So I'm ha- I'm hyped about that. So what y'all don't know is like every time we do an episode, right? It's like a session, like not like mm-hmm. a weed smoker session, but it'd be like a talking <laughs> session. And we know Absolutely. we look forward to the sessions. Like they like okay, this going on, this going on. Got a good reference, a good story, a good something. Mm-hmm. Um, and between the sessions, life experiences per usual, um, and just like having an aha moment, we came to this topic of like understanding emotional availability and what that means and what that looks like. So it's funny that I was thinking about this topic because I had basically I text JG. Now first I text somebody first, like, you know, I think you're an emotional and available person. And when <laughs> I was <laughs> And like what does that mean And I told him I'm like no Like I'm starting to really see this And I'm starting to see this more In how we are dating Like And I was also thinking about Like we have to find people That are for us Emotionally Spiritually Physically Mentally Financially Right Um, Being sure that whoever you are with Is the person that aligns with your values So it's not that what you want is bad or good You just haven't found the person That wants the same thing Mm-hmm. And when I, it comes to that emotions, I feel like you kind of understand where I'm coming from with that. Yeah, I think um, like just the the availability is people look at availability as just like single, taken, mm-hmm. you know, married, divorced, the whole the whole nine. But being like emotionally like aware is deeper than just like like relationships, like or mm-hmm. like actual like you know partner relationships. Mm-hmm. It's more of like it's friendships, like mm-hmm. shit. We. As individuals, we're we're busier than like normal, or mm-hmm. you know. So it's just like to dedicate that time to like like how we do. Like we yeah. don't we don't talk like a lot outside of these walls, right. but it's like when we do, it's like just good deep dives and like being emotionally aware for for people. And it's it's funny you said it. And I feel like I guess the other part I didn't think of is like right now I'm on this challenge with um, my OCD therapist, and I can't do it any 
favors right now. And it sounds crazy to people that's listening. And I only saw the people who have asked for favors recently, but I'm more like this crazy thing where I could do no mm -hmm. favors and specifically no favors have to do with me doing something for someone. So if it means I have to take away from myself to give to someone, I can't do it. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm on this challenge for October. And it sounds crazy, like what's the point? But for people like myself, um, I'm always emotionally available. I'm always physically available. I'm mentally available. Um, I'm financially available. And when my therapist asks me different questions of like who is really there for you and what does that look like? your um, level of emotional availability that you would like for others to have, none of your people around you have that for you. Do you, do you think that um, that nature of like being on the go all the time kind of feeds into that? Like, so it's like if somebody asks you something, it's like, oh, I'm going to be out anyway. I can, I can do it for you. Yeah. yeah. You know, I think it does. And I think more so this idea of like, I always say that even when it comes to why I'm a teacher, why I do different things, I want to be the person so bad that I wish I had mm. that it gives me the joy of being able to help people. Mm. But it's like, no, I really do want it for myself. And it's hard for me to start saying that. But people are so used to me just giving and giving. It's like, I'm not, I don't receive. So it's like, I have not allowed my heart or myself to receive. Or is it just because that's not my thing? And I had to be honest, like, no, it's because people don't give it to me. Yeah. So it's like, I can't get it. Do you think that, um, like some of like, we were talking earlier about mm -hmm. you saying like, you kind of just haven't really felt like being outside and stuff like yeah. that. Do you think that a lot of that is just like mentally like, all right, let me just take a break from everything. Mm -hmm. And I do. And I feel like it's crazy. You said it. Cause I feel like right now, like I'm, I'm not on social media. So I'm only on social media to say the podcast. Is out. Like I won't promote <laughs> the podcast or anything, which is so weird. It's going to hurt my views. Y'all so make sure I like spread the word. Um, but it's just like a kind of like censoring. Like, what do you want? Like, I feel you know, like you can schedule your posts too. You can schedule on like a third party <laughs> app. Yeah. Okay. I remember Lo used to say something yeah. like that. Um, uh, we'll talk about it. Yeah, yeah we'll it's talk. so fake. I, I hate stuff like that. Like, it still gives you the presence that you're there and you're not there. Oh, so you want people to like, like, yeah, like, okay. like, I, like, I'm not there. Like, I'm here miss to, me. yeah, miss me. Maybe that's what it is. I need people to miss me for a minute. I ain't doing no favors. Um, oh, so that's the thing. So, part of it, I'm only able to spend time. Mm -hmm. So, I'm kind of re looking at the foundation of the relationship. That's where it's kind of all going into. Mm -hmm. So, to your point, I feel like I am. It's like I'm tired and I kind of want to like redefine, like, what is the center of this relationship I have, whether that's intimately or not intimately? What did it start on? Mm -hmm. What is it about? And when we really look at that, we have to really get to the root of, and I'm just thinking about us as people, even people that are listening. How did this come about, right? Mm -hmm. What void do they feel? What void do you have? Is this person emotionally there for you? And I feel like in this world that we're in, we're always looking at, and even myself, I find this issue of what can I get out of this person? And that's, you know, that's a, uh, that's a very interesting way of thinking. I, I had a concept about I was telling a friend, um, mm -hmm. and he was like, um, he he was telling me that this woman was only like being like open with him, mm -hmm. like the more like time he spent. I was like, well, yeah, like it's almost like a vending machine, like not a vending machine, but a a jukebox, right? Mm -hmm. It's like it's only gonna play music as long as you're like feeding into it. Like mm, so it's like mm -hmm. if you feed into a person, they'll keep like keep just keep you happy. So it's like yeah. and if you can't communicate, like that's all it is. Like Yeah, and it's so simple though. That's really what it is. But we don't do it though. But it's 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 crazy too because I've been um emotionally cut off mm -hmm. like sometimes where it's like you know how you're working or you're you're trying to build something. It's mm -hmm. like you get into that mindset of like, I don't see anything but the end of the tunnel. Mm. So it's like people will get emotional or or 
or like um, just like want you to emote and it's like I don't have it right now mm-hmm. like I don't have emotions to give because I'm so focused mm-hmm. and it's it's like that laser focus where it's like it costs it can cost you relationships because mm-hmm. you know, when you focus on your work your grind your business whatever it is it's like sometimes you can cut emotions off unintentionally and mm-hmm. like People not really, they don't receive that well. So what do you think, how would you define maybe um, someone that's like emotionally, actually before you answer that, I'm Mm -hmm. going to um, say the definition first and then just tell me what your tidbits on it. But the question to have you thinking about it is, what do you think the difference is of someone who is emotionally, emotionally, um, someone that's emotionally available or someone that is just um, focused right now at this moment? You want me to answer you on the definition? I'm trying to think, should I have the definition? I probably should have you... Answer first? Okay. Yeah, I answer. Yeah. So I would say um busy busy is is real, right? Mm-hmm. Like busy being busy being uh, like unavailable to be somewhere by someone is mm-hmm. is um it's true. Um it can happen. Mm-hmm. Um but how often can we send a text to somebody? Like right, exactly. Just just in any any level of relationships, the mom, mm-hmm. dad, wife, husband, like boyfriend, girlfriend, sisters, mm-hmm. like family members, like busy is accurate, but it's very easy to send love, like mm-hmm. especially now in these days. Like so I don't have to send on I don't have to sit on the phone with you for hours. Like I just be like hey. uh what you up to? Right. And like put it out there. Like I'm kind of busy, but I, I want to start this conversation mm-hmm. via text. Or it's like for me, like I, I'm married. So it's like when I'm out, I'll constantly text my wife. Like right. it's like, why would I, why would I not? Like sensibly, that doesn't make sense. It's like <laughs> literally, why do you like, not like me? Like, yeah. <laughs> like why wouldn't I show the person that I'm with that is like, because if you don't say for instance, you don't text somebody all day and you're mm-hmm. gone all day. It's like, Right now, you're where on you on been? Like, right, where you so been? So it's like people be like, oh, "I'm not a texter." All right, somebody <laughs> else a texter. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, for real. Like, what you want to do? Someone will, and I feel like that's where it comes. Like meeting people where they at. Um, I guess understanding love languages as well. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, people want to be seen and heard. That's it. That's it. Nothing people, more. Nothing less. People just want to know you care. That's it. That's and it. I feel like when it comes to that. It's like people are not able to meet you where you at. So I guess I have to be transparent, like where I got this idea even from. And I was thinking about it. So I was texting this guy and um, I noticed like, and this is someone who like, I'm not with him intimately, but we dated before. Mm-hmm. Um, but we still haven't been intimate. Yeah, but we, mm-hmm. we date, whatever. So I noticed he is emotional. He's emotionally unavailable. And I feel like he didn't know he was emotionally available. So this is how the situation went. Um, I was telling him, so I always talk to him about my mental health. Um, and I'll talk about like, oh, being in therapy or my challenge that I'm doing. And I know for some people who are not aware or see the value in mental health and what that means, um, it could be hard for them to find value in it if that's mm-hmm. not something that they're not value, something that they do not value. But when it comes to a king game, something that you're going to have to value because my mental health means a lot to me. And being that I am someone that struggles with mental health issues, why would you not make that something you should try to to learn about but i looked at it from a different view of like no he's just not he's not emotionally available to not nah. really to receive so, it you know? so, no that's not that so look, no that's not that mm-hmm. because it's like health is health like True. so it's like if something was if you were dying from a terminal disease would he care like, no seriously so it's like or if like you had Oral health issues. Would he <laughs> care? Like, you know what I'm saying? So, literally. So, so it's like people will care about 
people care about what they want to care about. Yep. Like, oh, that, and you know, that's what it is. People care if they want to care about. Yeah, like your mental health, like, yeah, like it should be. be I don't know that's why me. it wouldn't like, matter. That's you. Like, that's a part of your health. Like, so, literally. So it's like, if my friends are sick, do I care or do I not care? And it's, <laughs> it's like, sick doesn't also always mean COVID or right. like a flu or something. It's like, no, like, Yo, something's not right. And yeah, it's like, period. I still care. Like, yeah. still checking in. Like, if you was, you had a cold. Like, yeah, like, you know, right, need it's a anything. sickness. It's just a different sickness. It's just a different sickness. So it's just yeah. like, that's not that's not a, a good, a, like. A good enough excuse. Yeah, okay, that's and that's not, what. That's not know. being emotionally available. That's just like, he, he just don't care. And that's <laughs> like, what I was thinking. Because when I brought it, I was telling him. And it's like, he always dismisses it. Like, when it comes to it. And in a, like, he cares about certain things. But almost like, it, it's not real or something. And it's like. Sometimes yeah, yeah, men are stupid, so sometimes you just gotta break stuff down. Yeah, like, like it's like just how I broke down the health thing. You might yeah. have to break it down to him like that, and he'd be like, "Oh, right, like, brain maniac." Yeah, but yeah, truthfully, it's like it's like you don't care, and that's why. And I feel like when I was talking about, you know what? When do we make that discovery? And that's why, like, it was important to have like a guy to sit there on the show. Like, what does that look like? Because I feel like from a woman's perspective, it's so easy for us to label thing in this world. I have that mm. bad too. Oh, is this and is this? But like, at what point is it like someone is just not able to show up for you? Period. Either they don't want to, um, they don't plan to, or they don't have the capabilities to. And that's made me think about it. So this is the actual definition, mm-hmm. quote unquote, of emotional availability. Um, this is from Healthline. Emotional availability describes the ability to sustain emotional bonds and relationships. Since it's pretty much impossible to have a healthy relationship without an emotional connection, emotionally unavailable people tend to find relationships challenging. Instead, they might prefer to date casually and maintain some distance. Of course, I'm talking about uh, on the podcast, they're talking about intimately and not intimately. I mean, intimately and unintimately, mm-hmm. this is what's here. It says, so say you've dated someone for about six months. You have plenty in common, but not to mention great sexual chemistry, but something seems a little off. Maybe they shy away from conversations about emotional experiences or talk a lot about their life and interests, but never ask about specific things. This apparent lack of investment can make you wonder if they even like you. Um, the good news is they probably do what they might be emotionally unavailable so many emotionally available people have a knack for making you feel great about yourself and hopeful about the future of your relationship but they don't actually ever connect on a deeper level Mm. wow so yes so it basically said emotionally unavailable people pump fake like pump fake like they they're gonna take their shot for forever and Mm -hmm. they they usually don't yeah, or looking at it like this, these are the people who they don't connect instantly, right? So this is a person mm-hmm. that you guys are dating, you all have good conversations maybe about the gossip on social media. Um, very <laughs> surface level. Things are surface. No, that's actually funny. Somebody that you yeah. share memes with. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's what I'm it's like a surface level, but it's like being able to get into someone's world mm-hmm. um is another thing. And I brought that up is think about even just friendships. I have a friend like that. She is not very emotionally available. Mm-hmm. Meaning like, um, if you ever had a friend where it's like you, you like you told them all your business, but you know nothing about them. It's not even that they're even being sneaky, but they have not emotionally um, allowed themselves to open up to you. And it makes mm-hmm. me like, do you trust me? Is there a trust issue? Because at what point of level have we known each other for years, but it's still not there? Yeah, I, I think. Yeah, I, I really think um, it, to me, it's always kind of strange where friends don't really talk about issues. Like I had a conversation with my friends this weekend mm-hmm. about. You know him dating somebody. I'm like, yo, you moving? Like, I'm telling like you moving kind of fast. Like, mm-hmm. you know, slow down. Just having a real conversation. That's like, especially like black men don't traditionally have mm-hmm. as far as like relationships. Like, mm-hmm. it's like 
kind of taboo to be like talking to a man about like you know his his relationship with his partner. It's like right. no, nah, but let's have this conversation. Like because yeah. I I don't want you to you know get hurt or the other person to get hurt. Like I don't want anybody hurt involved hurt. So it's just like had those conversations mm-hmm. to to kind of just check their temperature. Mm-hmm. And, you know, um, yeah, man, it's kind of it's strange just to think about emotional availability mm-hmm. on in multiple facets. Like even with like friends, like yeah. friends friends of the same sex, friends of the opposite sex. It's just like. How are you making sure you're available? Or is it your job to make sure you're available? Mm, and that's one. Is it your job to make you available? And I would even go even further to say, um, to what capacity can you be available, mm-hmm. right? Because emo- intimately, that is your partner, right? You know how they say, like, your mm-hmm. partner is your best friend, right? Mm-hmm. They spend the most time with you. They're the most intimate with you, and they're in your space. But it's like, at what point are you able to, you know, I, I guess how, at what point are you able to say, I'm, empathetic and I'm not sympathetic. And mm-hmm. as I'm thinking about this idea of emotional availability, it's like, are you able to sense what's going on with others? Or are you able to feel the needs of others and not feel the needs of like a thing you do, but are you able to physically feel like, do you have mm-hmm. the capacity and the emotional ability to understand and comprehend others emotions? Yeah. And you know, I, I think we're as, as we grow older and just mm-hmm. like knowing who we are, it's easy to to tap in when you can see like the like you can properly communicate. Hey, mm-hmm. uh, or it's it's almost like it's an uncommunicated thing where it's just like you can go with the flow of like mm-hmm. I can take this for what it is and not overthink it, overdo it. Like with with like even I, I think that with um, my request I get like for mm-hmm. podcast stuff, it's like do I have the emotional bandwidth to take on mm-hmm. another claim for this situation or or whatever the case may be? Because sometimes I don't, you mm-hmm. know, like pouring into people can be exhausting to you, mm, and it can be. And I feel mm-hmm. like someone that I would look at, I would describe myself as a um an empath, and that is not mm-hmm. a good title that I have. Um, but it's one that I've just learned to grow with and just accept that's who I am. But me, I overdo it, right? Okay, don't be like me because you you will be drained. <laughs> but it's like, at what point is it? I would even say, is it like our human right or is it like our human duty? Like, you need to have some type of empathy for something other than yourself. And emotional availability is really not just about being an empathetic person, but being able to be vulnerable, I guess where I'm getting at. Like, mm-hmm. in order to be an emotional available person, you must be okay with transparency mm-hmm. and being able to be vulnerable to a certain extent. And we are so afraid of people seeing our real selves that we always have this guard up. Whether it's friends, we want to we don't want people to think we're doing too bad or too good, so we shy away. In relationships, we don't want it to like we're too open or we're too this, so we shy away. It's like at what point do we say, no, I'm going to just exist as myself. And when you are truly who you are and who you want to appear to be, you show up as that natural person, right? Because as a human, we all should have some type of empatheticness, even if it's a, just a small amount. We have something that keeps us emotionally attached. Because without emotions being involved, there's no connectivity. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. And I think... um I think uh, the probably the the crux of it or mm-hmm. the like thing at the bottom of it all is trust. Like you to be emotionally available, you have to trust the people that mm-hmm. you're being emotionally available with. I like guess it's, it's hard to to say I'm gonna be vulnerable with somebody, and it's like I don't if I don't trust their intentions or know their intentions. It's like I can't do that because mm-hmm. I like that's the I think the basis of of opening up to somebody and sharing parts of yourself is. It's, it's trust at the end of the day. Yeah, and it's, and I feel like that's a key word. And I feel like from a 
from a man's perspective, it's like, you know, especially us being from the city, it's like we're not automatically trusting people, right? Mm-hmm. Or people have to build up that level where we feel like we can get to this point, right? Mm-hmm. When I first met you, I'm sure I didn't tell you all my deepest, darkest <laughs> craziness, right? But now mm-hmm. I've built that up. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? But it's like still, it's the emotional um emotional availability that you have offered too from a platonic view so it's just like it's there but it's like at some point in time i feel like we have lost the essence of how to do that Mm. and it's starting to become more and more fake relationships of like Mm. not being built off a foundation of anything of of substance right Mm. is this relationship we've built is it off of what i've gave or is it of what we've grown to be you know it's crazy um fabulous got a line he was like Mm -hmm. um something something was it because I was beneficial or, or because I yes. beneficial? Yes. And it's like that's that's what you hope for. It's like I mm-hmm. hope that people aren't just benefiting off of me. Like I hope yeah. that I'm I've been, you know, honest and trustworthy to to be an official person, to be in somebody's capacity. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's it requires it, it requires a lot to be emotionally available to yeah. people. Like it's and people should honor those like those commitments not honor them as far as like oh you can't you can't ever drop the ball or have yeah. a bad experience but it's just like you know like holding holding like space for it to be like all right you know like just like kind of just reiterating that trust factor all the time mm-hmm. yeah yeah and you know when i feel like now that we're talking and we're getting more into it i think the one part that i haven't even touched on yet was the fact of like this is not something we could do with others until we do it with ourselves absolutely um and i can speak from a woman's perspective you speak from a guy's but i couldn't even understand what that was until i got more in tune with who i am so even if that's just me going into my mode of isolation to hear myself clear or to really pray to god to like open me up to where i can see what you want me to see and hear what you want me to hear and like really getting a clear understanding of like what is it that i'm missing and like having the gift of discernment i'm gonna always be thankful for it but just being able to have my discernment be clear because it's sometimes it's so easy for gold you know I'm, wait i need to get my code right for gold Chicago. Oh, for everything that shines, for every- uh, everything that glitter ain't gold. Yeah, everything glitter is not gold, but it's like it can be so fake that it, it seems that way. Mm-hmm. And it's like you kind of have to be able to put your lens on and say, okay, how can I self explore first so that I can explore the needs of others? So when you don't properly take care of yourself and the needs of others, you aren't even able to see what that looks like to be an emotional available person. And I feel like sometimes too, it starts at home first, mm-hmm. which is why we don't even see these things as unnormal or things that are not kept. Yeah, like I. And and really, f- from a men's perspective, I, I really feel like you have to kind of identify um, which are emo- what emotions you're feeling. Like, what emotions are you feeling so that you know, like, you can read or sense someone's energy when they're feeling them. Like, yeah. So if you're emotional, like, it's hard to know, oh, this person is happy or sad or whatever mm-hmm. the case may be. It's like, learn. I feel like you have to learn to be emotional. Like, yeah. That's like step one. Like learn, no, like step one. Yeah, like you need like to put learn, like get some in touch language. with your emotions. Yeah, like yeah. get in touch with your emotions and and you know, like really really find out who you are as a person. What mm-hmm. makes you tick? Um, but I, I think have you? Do you think you've come across um, like more under like emotionally unavailable people? Yes, I have. Um, mm-hmm. And I feel like. Always take how I feel with a grain of salt. Because like I said, I always feel like I'm a little bit extra than your average person. Mm. Um, But even with me taking away my extraness, I meet a lot of 
emotionally unavailable people and I didn't even realize it. Mm-hmm. But then I used to tell myself before, oh, maybe I'm the person that's supposed to help people and I'm the person that's going to bring it out of them, which is not my job too. And mm-hmm. that's um, also draining. But I do for some reason. I feel like I attract it and I feel like since I'm not emotionally available it's a red flag for me immediately um, because it's not me and it's not like what I do on a regular so I know it seems a bit off and then having a dad being raised by my dad who is emotionally available when I think about now we're talking is he emotionally available <laughs> that's a kind of I actually know I guess you would I guess I would I don't know I might have to put a question mark my, on that my dad has gotten more emotionally available in his mm-hmm. older age like his older age has made him more emotionally available because yeah. it's like especially like people our parents age like they mm-hmm. didn't they didn't know how to talk about their emotions or maybe weren't allowed to so it's like okay. now that my father is in his older age mm-hmm. and I know how to articulate how I'm feeling it's like mm-hmm. we can have those conversations now as opposed to like when I was 16 17 it's just like not like my dad hurt my feelings I can't tell my dad he hurt my feelings because mm-hmm. it's it's I may look be looked at as soft or I, you know what I'm saying like yeah. growing up in that like those those times that's how it was but it's mm-hmm. like now it's like no nah, like tell me like talk to me like what's up what happened right. and now you say I guess maybe I would say maybe he's not that emotionally available he's available he doesn't mm-hmm. um I could say he honors how I feel maybe per se he's growing to more especially mm-hmm. because I do my best to try to tell people how to treat me when it comes to my emotions like this is how I feel um this is almost what we need to do to change this as well and this is kind of where I need you to meet me at but I guess I'm thinking about I also didn't grow in a house where I was Silence. I guess that's what I'm trying to mm. see. Like, I also wasn't a silenced child, and my mm. feelings were always validated, per se, I guess I, I should you. say. So I guess I wouldn't say he wasn't emotionally available, but it looks different on a man. And mm. a man growing from the South, um, a man having a woman as a mother, um, a man who's more p- politically correct, you mm. know, and one who's just considers himself a realist, it doesn't come off as the emotion, per se, that I've always maybe desired or one that you see in a woman. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and yeah, I, that's that. That's that southern. That southern vibe. I think that you know, I you can tell people who parents are kind of from the south, what mm-hmm. kind of values they they instill in them, or or things that they may do. So that emotionally availableness wasn't available in, in supply. But I mean, you you think of like the Jim Crow South, like no, seriously, yeah, yeah. it's like emotions will really get you killed down here. So for real, so it's like. Nah, like I get why y'all don't show emotions mm-hmm. or like I, I understand it for sure. And it's that's me being emotionally available to your understanding of not being emotionally available. Right. So, so right, yeah. literally. So like now I'm putting on the both roles. I'm doing my role I got and you. your role. That's how that's exactly how I feel. And it's at first I used to be like, I can't raise my father. But it's like, nah, like I can't raise him, but I can also show him how to like properly you know, love and and be available for your like children emotionally. Now that's like we not you can do this. It's okay. Like right, uh, like it's okay. Like we're kind of we're past that. Like you know, we're, past that we're so past that. And mm-hmm. it's funny you say that because my dad was born in um, Tennessee and mm-hmm. my grandma was born in Tennessee. My grandma is ninety six. She's still alive and able. But just to see like that contrast, right? Like mm-hmm. what's this now? Twenty twenty two. So she was born in nineteen. 19- 26 or 27 so it's just like a she saw it all like she saw mm-hmm. actually the crosses on the church grounds and stuff so it's like and having to build a man and me and not having a mm-hmm. father figure per se that was doing enough to where it made an impact mm-hmm. they don't have time for that you know what i'm saying i feel like we're still coming from that like we're getting away from it a newer generation but we still have the holes on the uh uh-uh. like, you ain't got time for that like 
Oh, you know what I'm saying? I love, don't pay your bills. The emotions mm-hmm. you need to watch out for. People want to back. They want to betray you. They want this. They want that. Even my guy, mom, she's from Louisiana. And she has it even more bad. Like, uh-uh, girl, bye. You ain't got time for that. But it's like, at what time do we make time for these things? And I feel like when it comes to vulnerability, I did an um, a episode about that. When it comes from getting under this idea of like imposter syndrome or being able to truly understand who you are and what you are, it takes time for us to really think about um our value system and like what yeah. is value and what is important to sustain those healthy relationships. And m- me, myself, I feel like that's kind of where I'm at in life. Like I'm re figuring like, what does it look like in my male relationships? What does it look like in my intimate relationships? What does it look like in my friendships? And under what foundation was that bond created on? Mm-hmm. Right. A lot of us just got friendships because it's just been time. Honestly, we went to stay in middle school. Um, we live around the same area. We talk on the phone, but at what point do we really get to, the meat of it, right? Because now we grown, we got grown people problems. So we need a different type of support. And you need a community that also enriches and makes you want to do these things. And they were saying that in my devotion already, it was like, you have to pull the things out of people that you know you see. Like, they may not see it in them yet, but you see it. And having a community that allows you and pours into you to where you are able to do that in a quote-unquote safe space, I use the term loosely, but in a space where it's respected and it's wanted. Mm-hmm. Uh- yeah, I mean, e- even to that point, uh, I think, you know, as as we as like the younger generation started to command spaces, mm-hmm. we bring emotions to places where they weren't usually seen, like mm-hmm. the workplace, the social emotional learning, like, you know, all yeah. these things are, are coming into place because we're understanding how big of a factor that your emotions and being emotionally available or unavailable, like can play in your day to day life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I don't think about it from this. Perspective. Okay. So as a man, how do you, what do you say? How do you believe a man shows emotional availability? What does that look like? I guess that's a simple question, but I mean, it's, it's not because mm-hmm. to be honest, it depends on a person. Like, yeah. Look, your what you need emotionally may not be what the person you know mm-hmm. over here needs or this person needs because everybody's created differently. But also, it's like emotional availability to you could be time, right? right. And to the other person could just be constant communication, mm-hmm. or to this person could be being physically around, or mm-hmm. this person could be financial. Like right. people love in different avenues and languages, mm-hmm. so it's just like. To be emotionally available is is kind of just, I, I I would say maybe just open like just open for you know whatever happens right. You know? And being able, I guess like you're right, being open and like yeah. you said a key. What I really honed in on was like the emotions and love. Like kind mm-hmm. of I know your emotional availability and your love language um, are not a nuanced thing, but being able to love and meet people where they are at mm-hmm. makes it easier to be able to be um, available for them, right? Mm-hmm. We may not be able to be available in all these senses, right? But that's what makes your best friend or your best is the person that can do these things for you. They're there constantly, they're this or that. But when it comes to sustaining and really keeping things long term, it's important that we really look at how am I able to meet this person where they are at, period. That's true. Yeah. Like that's life. Like I feel like in this life, um, how can I meet them where they at and what needs do they have? Like I think I'm now I'm at my point as I'm getting older. I'm thinking about less of like what people could do for me because I know what I want from me because I'm gonna tell you what I want. Mm-hmm. But it's just like what how can I like what can I do for this person? Mm-hmm. 
And I feel like it takes some growing to really say that. I feel like that's a really mature conversation to have because sometimes you also have to say, there's nothing I can do to help this person. Like, I can't fit in boys. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's above me. Like, I don't have it. I'm, I don't want to have it to do it. And it's like kind of being real. So when I was thinking about this topic, I'm like, you know what? This is a good one. And I feel like we kind of need to question. This is like where I want y'all to like really reflect and to think about what, like, what role do you play? Um, are you able to be there emotionally for someone? You may not be able to be no there no other way, but how emotionally? Emotions are free. You know, they're free. Um, it takes some self-exploration, but how can you be um, for someone what they need to be? And before you even do that, how are you sure that you are able to be who you need to be for yourself? And I really want us to really think about that as we're going into this third, I mean, this fourth quarter now. It's fourth quarter, right? Yes, mm-hmm. it's about to be September. Um, and just kind of finishing out the year start with like really identifying what do you want out of yourself and what can you give to others to help people? And really just re getting out to the group of like, where was this relationship built? Like, what's the foundation? Because that's my question I'm at right now. I know mm-hmm. I try to always tie it with my life or what thing I'm on. So thinking about the emotional availability, thinking about how you can meet people where they at and connecting that to, okay, what was the foundation this relationship is built on? Is it phony or is it fake? Is it beneficial or are you beneficial? Mm. Okay. And you know, I like mm. that. Was it because you beneficial or are you beneficial? Listen, most of my, most of my quotes come from music. <laughs> yeah, I know. JG, you know, they really do like for real back to the basics. Like oh. at this point, mm. you may have to put it in at the end of the episode. Yeah. Like that's, that's all it is. We just, we yeah. add it right here. <laughs> no, it's like so sweet. So I am really thankful. Um, I want to say thank you so much to JG for Absolutely. coming in today. It was so last minute. Y'all think of like things that like the spur of the moment be like, yeah. Oh, JG, do you think this is a good one? Why not? Like, why not? Let's so um, he always sent me out right there. So I was like, all right, let me. <laughs> and I was nervous, but I really definitely have felt this episode. So please let me know what you all think. Feel free to message me any questions. My guys out there, hopefully, I'm like, finally, she got a male guest. <laughs> <laughs> so I hope you all found something useful. Y'all found something y'all can hold on to. And really think. Y'all know I want y'all to get the pens and the papers out. So mm-hmm. per usual, thank you for listening. And this is another episode of the things we don't want to talk about.